Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Two of the nightcap here on VEASAN. I can't wait for Sean's breakdown coming up next hour. He was just showing me highlights of Trayvon Walker. Woo, man. That is, uh, that's an impressive young man, uh, to say the least. So that's coming up top of the hour. We're going to talk, how many edge rushers? Four? Five. Five, five edge yeah, rushers we'll five. coming up top of the hour. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But we got the final four coming up on Saturday night. And a uh, good friend of the program. He's been with us uh, since the fall. And why would we stop it now? My Jared guy, Smith. Jay Smith. Joining us at Jared Lee Smith on Twitter. Mr. Smith, how are you on this Thursday evening there in the land of St. Peter's? Yeah, they had a, I, I actually missed the parade. I, it, it might be later this week. I don't even know when it is, but I did hear that they're having a parade for St. Peter's. I don't know. What What do you think, guys? Is that a little premature? You have a parade for an Elite Eight appearance? I, I guess, considering St. Peter's well, they is lost, where they are. Well, you lost your coach, lost so your you got to do something to keep yeah. the momentum going, yeah, right? Yeah, they're trying to get yeah, the right. enrollment numbers up. Come on, Jared. You know what this is about. You're going to be partying on Grove Street all week. That's how I was uh, framing it the other night. Grove Street's like the popular bar town area. Not. A, I'll be honest. Not a college town, Jersey City. No. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> I think uh, I think I heard that they had an average of like 500 people at their home games this year. Well, the yeah. undergrads only what 2,600. So yeah, I mean, that, when you when you break it down like that, get the whole get the it's whole. Almost a quarter of every student there. Uh, I don't know if this is uh, this is gonna be mean, but uh, it's a great run. I'm really happy they're not playing this weekend. I I didn't <laughs> want to see. I, it was an awesome run. Uh, don't take anything away from. I lost a lot of uh, cigars. And uh, and money uh, betting against them got a little bit back in those elite eight, but I'm happy we have UNC Duke. And let's start with that game. I feel like we've started, uh, Jared, most guests with the Villanova uh, game, but let's start with the main event. The main event, as I am contractually obligated to say, Duke and UNC, a high total, a a relatively low spread. And, and what's been interesting, Jared, and I know that you uh, talked to some odds makers. It feels like early reports are that the public's actually taking the points with North Carolina. What, what has been, uh, before you give your analysis on the game, what's been the, the market report that you've been hearing on this game so far? I mean, we, we use these words a lot, Tim, and we try to stay away from them, but public dog. 
Yeah. Um, that's what we're hearing so far with the Tar Heels. I guess I'm a little surprised because it's Duke on the other side. But let's be honest, I test, which is where the public, especially recency bias, which is where the public does kind of, you know, draw their main conclusions. North Carolina certainly fits the bill. But on the other side, I, I could say Duke's played, you know, at that high level where the ceiling has been high all year. We saw it against Gonzaga very early. We didn't see it as much late until the last two weeks. I think Duke's ceiling is still better than Carolina's ceiling. I, I, I do believe that at my core. I think the talent is better on Duke in a vacuum. Now, we all know these games are not played in a vacuum. There's nerves. There's foul trouble. There's bad calls. There's a million things that could happen. But the public early on is taking Carolina. Haven't really seen a lot of line movement either. Um, I, and I don't think we're going to. And, and I don't think we're going to see much line movement in the other game either. Um, if anything, I think it's going to go in the other direction. So I don't think you're going to get better numbers uh, on the dogs in these spots. I think it's either going to go towards the favorites uh, or it's going to stand pat. Well, I want to get to a move I just saw here light up on my board uh, regarding the early game in just a moment. But um, I, I'm I'm with you, man. I, I'm actually, Sean, I'm surprised. I thought the public would be all over Duke. I I'm mean, not. I, I have been, look, UNC's been playing incredible. Um, and maybe the public is thinking, well, they played just a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, and I think and that's UNC what's still fresh in people's minds. I, I personally yeah. think Duke is playing better than anybody in the country right now. I, I think they are, at this point, playing the best basketball. I mean, what they did in the second half against Texas Tech is unbelievable. It's such a mush. It's not a mush when it's analysis. <laughs> such a mush. You didn't go to Duke! Hey, Jared, he's trying to, he's trying to jinx my squad. Well, I mean, I can, I, I can I host, make it a three-peat here. Get, Jared, I host <laughs> a a show where I'm supposed to give my analysis, and my analysis is they're, they're playing better. What, do you want me to lie to the yes. people? No. They're playing better than any. I. You want my personal opinion? I haven't bet this game. I don't think I am going to bet this game. I, I don't see anything that intrigues me uh, in this game because, Jared, you could tell me that UNC wins this game. You could tell me that Duke wins this game. This game goes to overtime. I could see this game happening a million different ways. I think that zone won't give UNC any trouble. I actually think the zone would be detrimental because I think a guy like Brady Manick could light it up. Caleb Love could light it up. So I'd be very curious to see, Jared, because that zone, it threw off Texas Tech a little bit, but then actually Texas Tech figured it out. Uh, Arkansas was just, it felt like out of gas. Um, I think the zone, which has been a, a secret weapon and kind of a break in case of emergency type of thing for Duke, I feel like that's not going to be really beneficial against a team like UNC that shoots so well. Yeah, the Duke zone's the fumble ruski. You, you can really only run it once. Um, and they've run it twice, and it's been successful. I, I don't think it's going to work again. Um, and, and you're right, matchup-wise, Brady Mannix, the name I've heard. I mean, everyone's betting his over two-and-a-half made threes prop, um, at, at least from the spaces that we've seen. So he's the guy that is getting the most attention, and, and you know, deservedly so. Caleb Love as well. I think both of those guys, um, more so Love than Mannix, because I think Love's the guy that can really take over a game. Uh, if you do think UNC is going to win and, and you think they're going to be live in the final, I'd rather take 20 to one on love to win MOP. And we're seeing that with a lot of the most outstanding player awards, the odds to win, like you take Banchero best player on Duke plus 275. Well, Duke's what plus 150 mm -hmm. plus 160 to win the title. Um, I, I don't see a lot of scenarios where Duke wins the title and Banchero's not 
the MLP. So, you know, you can make that correlation with a lot of those most outstanding player bets. Here's the anti-mush for you, Sean. UNC's 8-2 and two against the number uh, in their last 10 against Duke, covering by 11-plus. They've owned this series against the spread, and I know, you know, that n- doesn't necessarily mean winning the game in, in, in all instances, but, you know, this is a gambling show, right? So I do think Carolina, a lot of the trends, the recency bias is all stacked in, you know, sky blue, and I think that's why the public is certainly taking a shine to uh, the Tar Heels uh, this week. Let me ask you this question, Jared. Duke's kind of stayed consistent, 78 total points in three games. I think it's 85 in the fourth. North Carolina's been declining. They, they came out the gate against Marquette, 95, went to overtime against Baylor, so that 93 kind of has an asterisk, and then it fell down to 73 and then 69. Are people adjusting to this Tar Heel offense uh, does that factor into it in, in any way, your decision on which side you're going to choose? Yeah, I think Carolina is the more volatile of the two teams because they play at a frenetic tempo, top 40, and they do shoot a lot of threes. Um, and I, I think when you rely on that, you know, live by the three, die by the three, whereas Duke, listen, I, I think shooting threes is is important for any college basketball team, but I, I would say Duke has more outside of the out, you know, the outside shooting. They can go inside the Banchero, they can go inside the Williams. Uh, so I, I do think there there's some, you know, variance to UNC's offense because of how many threes they shoot. They could be red hot. Um, also, we talked about this with conference tournament games, especially the one in Frisco. Um, this is being played at the Caesars Superdome. When was the last college basketball game that was played at at, at the Superdome? Um, I'm assuming there's been a Final Four there at some point, but you know it's a different line of sight. Um, it's a different environment for these guys. We'll see if they're you know prepared for it. We'll see how the shootarounds go this week. But uh, I'm always fascinated by shot making at these bigger stages because it's not like a normal gym. Yeah, uh, we've had some iconic games at the Superdome. That was the Jordan shot. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the Syracuse, uh, the Hakeem Warwick block uh, was down there. The Chris Webber timeout was uh, at the Superdome. should have had to say Fogelman. Uh, <laughs> that were two-lane plays? Yes. I mean, once again, I know you're pretty excited about the future of, uh, of two-lane basketball. You just keep talking about your team uh, so much. Um, you know, it's interesting. I just looked it up, Jared. Um, if you go, and it's such a super small sample size, but if you just use the NCAA tournament, Duke is the best offense in the country per efficiency, uh, per efficiency, and UNC is number three. So uh, this UNC offense has been playing well. I think the pace is what led to that lower scoring uh, performance against St. Peter's. You know, what, what do you make, and we'll talk more Villanova uh, and Kansas on the other side of the break as we're chatting with Jared Smith from uh, PicksWise the big boy matchup, Baycott and Williams. Is this a neutralizing situation? Because Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton 
is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. I know you look at the prop market, they're both their rebounds are sky high. And I, I do wonder are these two guys, do they offset each other uh, a little bit? And also, one, one final thought before I let you have it Duke's very aggressive, they love to get. You know, inside the paint, and if Baycock gets in foul trouble, oh boy, is UNC in a whole world of hurt. Can't predict. I mean, that's the that's the most maddening part about college basketball, Tim. Is that's why the props the are really tough. Yeah, and and you get one less foul. And I know it's proportionate. You know, you get six fouls in a forty-eight minute game in the NBA, five and forty for college. I get that it's proportionate, but it's still one less foul. And I think the starters in college basketball play more higher percentage of minutes than the NBA. At least most of the guys do, especially with a team like Villanova. Uh, so the foul game is so hard to predict. I will say this. In the two games they played this year, again, small sample size, the game that Duke won, they were plus 16 on the glass. The game that UNC won, they were plus three on the glass. The, the foul and the rebounding margin will play a factor in this game. I would say slight edge to Williams because of recency bias, but Baycott's a beast as well. He had 23 and seven in that win uh, at uh, Cameron just a few weeks ago. All right, we will get Jared's favorite plays for the final four. We'll also get his thoughts on Kansas and Villanova. Like I mentioned, a line move at one book here in town. We'll tell you about that on the other side. That's Sean. I'm Tim. Come on back. It's the nightcap here on VC. Want to get in shape but having trouble staying motivated? Make five-hour energy shots part of your lifestyle and get the energy boost you need to get fit. With zero sugar and an unbeatable blend of vitamins, nutrients, and caffeine, it's the perfect pick-me-up for getting stuff done. Go to 5hourenergy.com to find our 15 flavors to choose from with flavors like grape, tropical burst, cherry, blue raspberry, and more. There is a flavor for everyone. Get a 5-hour energy today. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN, live from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. That is Sean King. I am Tim Murray, and we're joined still by our good friend from PicksWise, Jared Smith. Follow him on Twitter, at Jared Lee Smith. And uh, I mentioned it going to break as we get into the early game on Saturday. One book in town 
has just moved from four and a half to four, despite, Jared, the world being on Rock Chalk Jayhawk. So a little move, a little interesting move, to say the least. Uh, There are a couple books now sitting at four, including Caesars, uh, which also moved to 134 in the total, which uh, doesn't make me happy. But let, let's, <laughs> let's, start with this, let's start with the side here. Villanova, now a four-point favorite in some spots. If you like the Wildcats, you could still find a four-and-a-half very easily out there. Um, how do you break this matchup down? Because obviously, all anyone could talk about is the absence of Justin Moore. Yeah, and it's creating this built-in narrative. Um, and I don't necessarily think it's an overreaction moving the the line a point in Kansas's direction after Justin Moore. That was the consensus reaction I got from bookmakers this week. Kansas three and a half, Moore announced out. It opens Kansas, reopens Kansas four and a half. Um, But I just think I'm getting an extra point with the better defense. And I know recency bias might tilt you in Kansas's direction that their defense is playing better. But I think they're, they got a little fortunate with some of the teams that they played during this stretch. Whereas um, Villanova to me is the pedigree, the heart, the true kind of, you know, makeup of what a champion is. And the free throw shooting to me is, is paramount. Um, they did not miss a free throw down the stretch. I don't think they missed a free throw in the entire game against Houston. Well, 15, so obviously they didn't miss down the stretch. Um, and to me, that's how you cover in games like this. The, the the line, I think, is a point heavier than where it should be. And I, I think we're getting the better defense, the better coach, especially Jay Wright, catching points here. We say that phrase a lot in the football world, better defense catching points. Uh, I'll certainly take it. I, I'm worried about their rotation being a little thin, obviously. Mm-hmm. But Jay Wright had an answer for that. And he said, in the final four, the timeouts are longer. The, the television timeouts are longer. And there's a little more pomp and circumstance that goes on to the gameplay and it moves a little bit slower. So the physicality of only playing really six deep isn't going to take as big of a toll in a one game scenario. So again, I'm getting a little extra value here with Villanova because of that line move from Justin Moore. And I do think I have the better defense and the better head coach. So I guess my question, Jared, is give me a number that Villanova has to get to to cover four and a half. Because this is what my concern is. You know, Houston, they were 15 to 15 from the free throw line. That means they scored 35 points from the field in 40 minutes. Uh, in the Michigan game, they were 10 to 12. They ended up with 63 points. So they scored 53 points in 40 minutes. So how, do, what do they need to get to? I just don't see Kansas not getting into the mid to high 60s. You know, with the way that they like to get out in transition, the freedom with which they play offense, you know, how, how, where, give me the number for Villanova. That's kind of where my disconnect is as far as like sign with Nova. So convince me. Yeah, I mean, I think it's 65. I, I think that's the number. And I, I agree that can't, listen, Kansas has the talent in this game to cover and, and win by 10. And the Justin Moore situation could prove detrimental. Um, but I just, I, I, I keep going back to what Nova's able to do in transition, what they were able to do against Houston in transition. I mean, Houston was playing. Houston ran up and down on Arizona all night, um, and and then Villanova made them look very, very slow and very, very inept offensively. So I, I just think when you when you look at this Houston team compared to what they were able to do against Nova, 
and you kind of extrapolate that to where I think Nova can slow the game down on Kansas and Oshai Abaji could take this game over. So could Remy Martin. And, and those are going to be the two guys to key on. I think Martin more than Abaji, frankly. Um, but I, I just, I trust Jay Wright with long rest and long time to prepare to have a system in place and a scheme in place to make Kansas a half court team. They were able to do it against Houston. And I think they're going to be able to do it um, against the Jayhawks. We're talking to Jared Smith from Pixwise. You know, the more and more I think about it, guys, I think I like Villanova plus two and a half in the first half. Against Baylor last year without Gillespie, they led at the half. Then they fell apart in the second half. They led at halftime against Houston. They led at halftime against Michigan. And to what Jared's been saying, it's they're going to come out with a game plan. And I think from what we've seen, Villanova's game plan tends to trump whatever the other team is doing, at least early on. So maybe as time goes on, and think about how Kansas started against Miami. It wasn't very pretty. And then ultimately they turned on the Jets and they played the best half of basketball in the second half. So I don't know if that's a situation you're getting too cute, uh, but I'm catching two and a half points with a pretty low total uh, in that first half. So I think that might be a way that I look. South Point looks like is a a two and a half. That might be one of the few two and a halves out there uh, in the marketplace. Um, But let's get to the total, Jared. Uh, you're looking at a first half of 61 and a half, pretty consensus across the board, and a full game of 133. You can find a 134 uh, if you like the under. I've already made my you know piece. I've, I I love the under. Uh, it's up to 134 at one shop, so that makes me nervous. I think if Villanova has a chance to cover, Jared, this is kind of correlated. If they cover, I think they the under comes home. If Kansas covers, there's more of a chance this thing goes over. Uh, so, so how are you looking at the total? I, I agree. I mean, I think th- there's a chance that if Kansas covers, you know, Villanova just falls off the map offensively and scores 50 points again. That's and then I would feel, I, I would feel good about um, this under hitting. I, I think the reason that I, so obviously Nova's an under team, um, you know, I, I, they, they had some over vibes early on in the tournament when they were running up and down and making a lot of threes against lesser opponents now that they're facing more physical and deeper opponents, they've reverted to to old Nova, which is just grind it out, slow it down, uh, and try to muck up the game as much as possible. Um, and they play one of the slowest tempos in the tournament, one of the slowest tempos in the country. No surprise there. The surprise when I was examining both you know angles here, Kansas offense, Kansas defense, Nova offense, Nova defense, of those four units, the Kansas defense was the one that was playing the most above where their numbers were for the season. Um, they're holding opponents in the tournament to under 40% from two point range and under 26% from three. Uh, this is a Kansas defense that has been a reason for them losing a lot of games this year, among other mental mistakes down the stretch of games, free throw shooting, of course, being another one. Um, now free throw shooting on Nova side, that's a bad for the under. But I think Kansas has struggled from the line uh, this year, and, and and that's a plus. And and again, I think Kansas's defense playing better, and their offense is about middle of the pack in the tournament. While regular season, their numbers are good. In the tournament, they've been hit or miss. And then you throw in the nerves. This is the first game uh, of the day, and then the sight lines. And, and I think it all points to an under. I'm on the first half under 62 and a half, and then I got 133 and a half for the full game. Yeah, I, I took, uh, there was a 62 and a half. Uh, I got that. That doesn't exist. There was a 62 last night. I didn't grab it, uh, so I didn't double back down. That That is gone. Uh, we're talking once again to Jared Smith. All right, Jared, let's just wrap it up. 
Let's make it uh, clean and concise uh, <laughs> before we send you out of here. Uh, we got about a minute and a half or so. Your favorite plays for Final Four weekend or Final Four Saturday, I should say, are what? I'll take Nova catching four and a half. I'll take the under. Uh, 133 and a half. I'll take the first half under 62 and a half. I'll take Eric Dixon over six and a half rebounds. Ooh. One of the stat lines I noticed when um, uh, Justin Moore did miss his one game against UConn this year, uh, Dixon's minutes got boosted up to 33. He had 12 rebounds in that game. Um, he had nine rebounds in 25 minutes against Houston. Dixon's getting 30 plus minutes in this game, barring foul trouble, of course. That's the one, the great equalizer. And I hope there's no foul trouble for Nova because they can't afford it. So Eric Dixon over six and a half rebounds, I think is a good look. Uh, if he can get nine against Houston, he can get uh, seven against Kansas. In, in the Duke-UNC game, I don't like much, really. I gave you guys one same game parlay. Duke first half money line, Duke full game money line, basically a wire to wire winner for the Blue Devils. But that would be a small play. I, I'm concentrating most of my bankroll on the Nova-Kansas game on Saturday. All right, Villanova and Kansas is uh, where Jared is focusing his, uh, his yeah. bankroll moving forward. Well, Duke Jared, by 12 is 91-78 is the final score. That's 13. 13, my bad. That's the final score, 91-78. We need to find some exactas out there where we can get exact score because if that hits, oh, man, we're never going to hear the end of it. Jared, <laughs> appreciate it, man. Always, uh, always love your insight. We'll talk to you uh, next week. There Good luck, goes. gentlemen. There Thanks. he is. You too, man. Jared Smith at, at Jared Lee Smith on Twitter. We'll get you updated on all things NBA. And uh, what's Puck Stradamus sweating now? Next, right here on the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSEN, the sports betting network. Get everything you need to bet on baseball this season with 24-7 streaming daily best bet emails, including advice, data, and strategy for only 19 bucks. Our all-digital MLB guide at vcin.com is available now, and Adam Burke has futures, team previews, and best bets for all 30 teams, plus Jason Weingarten's MLB future bets, trends, and more. Sign up today and get full access to VEASAN through the start of baseball season, the Masters, the NFL Draft, only 19 bucks. Head over to vcin.com slash spring. We have had a very entertaining night in the NBA. DeMar DeRozan went for 50. He did. As the Bulls came back, wiped uh, away a 16-point deficit in the second half and won in overtime. 135 to 130 over the Clippers. The Bucks they came back and beat the Brooklyn Nets in overtime as well, 120 to 119. Giannis went for 44 and 14 rebounds. The Detroit Pistons, they beat the Philadelphia 76ers as nine and a half point home dogs. And the Lakers, probably not going to win, but hey, showing some fight, may get the cover. They are. Uh, they are only down six right now in the third quarter against the Utah Jazz. That game went off as a 13-and-a-half-point spread. Oh, by the way, Atlanta thumped the Cleveland Cavaliers earlier tonight as well, 131-107. to 107. So an easy cover there for the Atlanta Hawks as uh, Trey Young in that one went for 30 and four three-pointers, nine assists in that game. Kevin Herter, 23 
uh, five threes there. What do you got? How's your We're start? We're sweating the stars. We're up 1-0. Okay. It's four minutes, 36 seconds left in the second. So I'd like to get a goal and get up 2-0, but we're in a good spot. I don't like the way they're skating, though. They're skating like, I mean, they are at one point out of making the playoffs right now. They're skating like, you know, all is well. And in, 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 I guess the stars aren't Jerry Land, but I guess all of Dallas is Jerry Land. But I, I like a little more energy. If I was at the game, I'd probably have a couple choice words for a couple of their defensemen, but <laughs> I'm not, so they get spared. But we're up 1-0, so we'll see if we can bring it home. Uh, Stars puck line was Puck Stradamus' play of the day. So Aaron just sent me this note. And uh, Aaron, what, what book is this? DraftKings? It is DraftKings. Okay. So earlier tonight, before the games, Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets, who had another big game last night, minus 160 to win the MVP. Joel Embiid was plus 125, and Giannis was 10-1. to So those odds that you see right there on your screen were this morning. Mm -hmm. Right now, at DraftKings Sportsbook, Jokic has even become a bigger favorite to win the MVP at minus 185. Joel Embiid has gone from plus 125 to plus 170. Once again, they lost to the Pistons tonight. And Giannis has gone from 10-1 to down to plus 550. 50 after his back-to-back performances. He had 40 in a win against the Philadelphia 76ers earlier this week and a big block shot. And then tonight, 44 points, 14 rebounds, hit a three to send the game to overtime with about 20 seconds to go, and then hit two clutch free throws with three seconds to go to win the game in OT, 120 to 119. Giannis's odds has almost been have almost been cut in half to win the MVP. I started to take Giannis at 10-1, too. I really did. Just because I, I don't think they really know. I think they're defaulting to Jokic right now. I got kind of scared because they had just did the uh, straw poll. The straw poll, and it came back with all the first-place votes for, for Jokic. But, I mean, I just got that feel. And I'm telling you guys, go get Milwaukee to repeat as NBA champion right now. I'm just I, – Milwaukee has that feel. They're getting back in rhythm at the right time. They have the pieces. I just, I think they're going to, I think Giannis is going to, you know, really, really separate himself during this playoff stretch and become what's probably regarded as the best player in the world. And I know Kevin Durant and his skill set, and I would take Durant on any team that I was rooting for. But just something about Giannis from a competitive standpoint that just makes you gravitate slightly towards him if you had to choose between him and Durant. Nikola Jokic, and I understand the reasoning, and I'm not going to argue with it, and I do think ultimately he wins the MVP because, as JVT pointed out, and I'm sure was pointed out in the article, look, the MVP voting has become very, uh, you know, based on the numbers. What is that team when particular players off the floor? You know, what is their PER? All of those numbers. You know, I mean, Jokic is incredible. He is. And I don't, I think he probably should win MVP. I don't. But, I mean, I'll say this. Jokic has basically taken an entire team that is a bunch of bums and dragged them in the Western Conference to where they stand now. And I understand you're going to say, well, where are they in the standings? Well, comparatively, they are two games back of the Bucs. Well, they have the NBA dunk 
champion on their team, right? Isn't that where Aaron Gordon is? Oh, con cool. Congratulations. So, you know, they've done this without Jamal Murray. So I, I think he's rightfully there. But to your argument about they're the six to seed win the right now. Come on. They're the five seed. Well, five. And they're 46 and 31, Sean. And yeah, the Bucks are 48 and 28. I agree. I, I get it. I get it. I'm not. So here's what I don't like to do in these situations. Right, if I like a candidate, right. I'm not necessarily going to criticize, ridicule, demean the other candidate. I just like this candidate slightly better because right, they're all MVP caliber. And, and, and to your point, you're not wrong. Yeah. I mean, Giannis has been absolutely spectacular, especially down the stretch here. And, you know, he's got a chance to potentially be the scoring champ. One thing that is interesting is what JVT said you know, thinking back earlier this week, defensive player of the year. Is there a part of voters this year who say, all right, MVP is going to go to Jokic, but Giannis is so incredible. And it's not like anyone else out there has kind of separated themselves. I know Marcus Smart has become the betting favorite at plus 120 at DraftKings, Bam Adebayo. Look, if... If Giannis won Defensive Player of the Year, I don't think anyone would be upset about it. He's won it before. Yeah. I so, want Giannis to win, but I personally think Joel Embiid should win. MV what? MVP. I just – he's finally healthy. Why? I mean, he went for 37 tonight. They didn't lose because Embiid played bad. I'm they just, have the same record as as Denver. They have Joe. They have right. They and, have, and, they have and, James Harden. And Jokic has won one. I feel like Embiid's the same caliber of player. He's having the same caliber of season. You know, so he was the leader in the clubhouse for much of the year. You know, I, 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 if I was a voter right now, my rankings would be MB, Giannis, Jokic. Yeah, I would be Jokic, Giannis, Embiid. I think the Sixers are fading here. They, they have another superstar on their roster, and they're getting worse, it seems. Yeah. And Nikola Jokic, once again, 26.5 points per game. 13.6 rebounds a game, eight assists per game. His numbers are better this year than they were last year. It's insane. He's got the top PER, but. And what's in B right now? 29, like, uh, what, nine and, and five or something? Yeah. I mean, his numbers are great, too. Yeah. But. Andy, I, I just I have a soft spot for him, B, because I'm 44, so I kind of grew up in the NBA where they had real centers, and MB is like the closest thing I get to see to that. <laughs> you know, and he's still able to dominate, still can extend and shoot the three. You know, so I just – and he's finally healthy. So I just – I don't know. I, I'm Embiid sympathetic is, to Embiid because he's done this with the backdrop of Ben Simmons hanging over this ball club all offseason for the majority of the regular season. You know, he inherited an in-season trade. Yeah, they got James Harden, but, you know, that's a significant – you know, peace, you know, that they had, they're trying to figure out how it fits. And yet he's consistently been elite the whole time. Yeah, he's averaging 29.9, 11.4 rebounds, four assists, uh, 1.4 blocks. He's been phenomenal. I mean, all three of these guys have been absolutely out of this world again this year. The, uh, the NBA is in a very healthy spot. I mean, you look at LeBron's leading the league in scoring. You've got, but they stink. Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, Devin Booker's playing incredible right now for the best team in the NBA. Um, you know, 
John Morant, unfortunately for him, he's been dealing with injuries, but the Memphis Grizzlies are a great story. But, yeah, that's interesting to note. The odds for Giannis, because of tonight's performance, 44-14 and 14 in a win mm-hmm. on the road against Brooklyn. Now, back-to-back wins against Philadelphia and Brooklyn, and they'll play the Clippers tomorrow night at home. His odds have gone from 10 to 1 down to plus 550 at DraftKings Sportsbook. So almost cut in half. But Nikola Jokic, despite not playing tonight, went from minus 160 to minus 185. That has been on the move all week in favor of Nikola Jokic. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Coming up top of the hour, you won't want to miss it. We're going to break down, not we, Sean's going to break down (laughs) five edge rushers, his thoughts on the NFL draft. We'll wrap up the hour next. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stacked starting lineup like the breakfast baconator, croissant combos, and hot or cold coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast legends. Oven-baked sizzling bacon, fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and a Simply OJ to bring it home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru and pick up your Wendy's breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely, choose Wendy's. Coming up top of the hour, Sean King. We will dive into the defensive ends and should Trayvon Walker, who felt like he has come from out of nowhere, should he be under real consideration to be the number one overall pick? We had Matt Freeman on earlier this uh, in the show, and he discussed why he put Trayvon Walker, the edge rusher out of Georgia at number one. So we will do that coming up top of the hour. I have a couple other draft thoughts here uh, in this segment, but real quickly, Sean, ugly goal. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to talk about it. Kind of have to. Sometimes I wish I was at the game. What would you? What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Change. Would they put a change? Oh, I, the, the verbal uh, aggression that would be spewed at the Dallas Stars. <laughs> I mean, do you guys not realize this is, you need these two points, right? I mean,. The check got deposited on Monday, but we so we need a full week's worth. It's only Thursday. They act like it's Friday and they're about to clock out. Like, what, what's going on, man? Let's go, let's get it moving. Let's go, fellas. Jeez, the ducks stink. Maybe they went to Disney World or something. They are in Anaheim. So I don't know. Disneyland. Land, my bad. Oh, you're the Florida guy. You I know, know, man. That. I know. You're just I just don't know why they just don't call them all Disney World. They're all called Sea <laughs> World. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, one's not CB. They're both they're both Universal Studios. <laughs> right, right, like come on, like, Jesus. <laughs> uh, the Jazz right now leading the uh, Lakers, ninety-seven, eighty-four. Doesn't feel like this game is in question. The spread certainly in question. No LeBron, no AD. Both uh, AD looking like Shaft sitting on the side. He's, got, the, he's got his fro going yeah. on. He's got the sunglasses. Uh, the Lakers get the Pelicans tomorrow night, where they are actually a favorite right now. And the thought is that we could see the return of AD and LeBron tomorrow night for uh, for the Lakers. By the way, the Lakers uh, vying with the San Antonio Spurs, who play the Portland Trailblazers tomorrow. The Spurs are a 15-point favorite in that one. I hope so. I want so bad for the Lakers to. I don't. They're not making it. Get man. to 10 and lose. Like lose the the, the, lose the, the lower play-in. seeded playing, yeah. That's a spectacular exit I want for them because they've dominated the the national discussion for no reason for the entire season. Well, they're the Lakers and they have LeBron, but we should talk more about pack them up, send them on their way. I don't Can't even, wait to team TNT and the crew pull out those fishing poles. I think they're gonna pull out the fishing poles before they. Before they get in, that's the too playoff. easy for them. I know. Yeah, I don't. I want it to be spectacular. I don't think they're getting in, but I mean, that would be the betting favorite. Now their their schedule's really hard, and San Antonio's playing like they care, and uh, they have Portland up next. So that's uh, pretty much <laughs> you and me and Aaron and a couple of the production guys. We, we get some buckets against Portland uh, right now. Um, I wouldn't go that far, but I, I get your point. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, tomorrow will be a, a, a certainly a busy Final Four day. We got um, the crew in tomorrow too. Got the crew in tomorrow. Uh, last Friday was uh, was something with uh, with Derek and his quotes. <laughs> not not a good day to rob the joint. <laughs> not a good day to rob the joint. <laughs> and uh, more people on St. Peter's money line here than go to the school. <laughs> Oh, uh, man. Yeah, Derek was in uh, some, some rare form. Uh, so we'll, we'll get his thoughts on the Final Four tomorrow. Um, I'm debating, debating whether Villanova first half. Or I might just, I need to be. I I'm need, like, if anything, I'll in game bet. I that. just need to just stay off because yeah. I'm in a great position with the two futures. Me too. I have Kansas and Duke. That's all I'm asking for. Just give me Kansas and Duke in the championship game, and, and I know I get to walk to the window. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm in a you know, hedging spot, so we'll see. Uh, I, I certainly would prefer Kansas. I don't think Villanova. If they pull off the stunner on Saturday, they're not beating whoever comes out of Duke-UNC. I think Kansas could. 
And just give me Kansas Duke so I can free roll. That's all I want. I mean, I'd like Kansas, North Carolina, then I get plus money on my no, pitch. No, 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 no. By the way, here are the uh, the DraftKings futures. Uh, by the way, you, I was talking highly about Duke, and you called me a mush. And then I say, I want North Carolina, and you go, no, 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 no. Well, because I'd already stated no, 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 my no, position. No, 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 no. So then just keep, like your, keep your position to like yourself your, if like, it's opposite. I, but don't actively. You, you uh, recognize what we do, right? Right. Like this, this, we entertain the masses. Yeah, we talk to people. That's what we do. We make we, people we laugh. Our, we give our opinion. You know how many people come up to me and say, you guys have me dying? Hey, uh, like they're driving and they're laughing. And they're, hey, Sean, now, whoa, whoa, whoa. Keep that opinion to yourself. I uh, I don't. I think Notre Dame's going to lose. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, keep that opinion to yourself. Hey, man, we can't be telling you. You better be careful over there with that reckless eyeballing you got going on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Just because the stars are giving up goals isn't oh, my man, fault. Them chumps. Isn't my fault. Just because you like Texas they, A&M Dude, if you, could, if you just saw the goal they gave up, it wasn't even a shot. The dude hit the backboard. And it ricocheted off, and the goalie's like asleep at the wheel. It climbs up on his skate, rolls down his leg pad, and rolls into the goal. <laughs> like, without any assistance from the Anaheim Ducks. Um, real quickly, just flash those, uh, those, those odds back up. So these are the look-ahead lines for DraftKings. North Carolina, Villanova. It would be Villanova minus one and a half. That surprises me a little bit. UNC Kansas, Kansas minus four. Kansas Duke, DraftKings right now has Duke minus one. And then Villanova Duke would be Duke minus four. Please give four. me Kansas Duke. Please. <laughs> you think it'll happen? Yeah. And then I get a pick them basically? Oh, my goodness. Duke will be Kansas by 15. Duke will be – I'll take uh, Kansas plus 15. So garbage. Nah, 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 nah. I think I lost a, a bet to you tonight. No. I think we had – AM. Did we? If I'm not mistaken. No, I don't think we did. Nope, no. Nope. We got Tiger doesn't make. Okay. I don't know. All right. Should have. I think I made you. I want to do money line and you wouldn't do it. You missed out. I did. Yep. Chicken. Blah, 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 blah. Why would I take a bad number? They won outright. They did, yes. Yeah, so. It was never, never in doubt. How's he going to catch up if you don't take some risk? Why would I take. All I'm asking is, how do you think you're going to catch up you give me two in the cigar odds. world if you don't take some risks? Oh, my God. I'm going to give you a two-to-one on a game that's under five on the line. What was the, what was the money line? No matter what it was. It's not like we're talking about St. Peter's, who was, what, 16 point? That was a fair money line. No, no. It's a fair money line if you're booking bets. This is cigar world versus wine world. Like, there are no tickets. This is just about pride plus and payoffs. This is what I have to deal with. This dude was down six. Keyword was. I know. Say I, that. Say that with a little more emphasis. If Matt Painter didn't was. come out with the worst game plan in the history of the world, and, and watch Jaden Ivy. Here's why I want Duke Kansas because we got to last longer. I know. And attorney. Come on, UNC. That'll be awesome. Come on, UNC. Come on. Need a UNC. I'm not gonna root against my pockets. So I won't. And, I won't Duke Kansas. And you've got Duke. Uh, you had your Duke Auburn Kentucky. Which, oh, that'll be huge. I had Kentucky oh, knocked out huge. in the first round, Auburn in the second. All I needed was stupid Duke to get knocked out. The team that lost to Virginia Tech, a bunch of Wofford transfers in the ACC championship game. And here we are. They're the betting favorite to win the damn championship. Yep. Unbelievable. 
He didn't even I believe in him. I he had got Texas odds. Tech beating them. I should have got odds on that. I should have at least. No, got that was a terrible bet. Three right to here. one. No. We do bets here based off pride and cigars and wine. I think that's what was just said. Uh, as you maintain your character, can you please uh, re-emphasize who's winning? Yeah, you now. Thank you. No, no, don't get all soft and subtle and humble now. No, keep that same machismo. No, you just told me. Wait. That, no, you just told me. Well, I should have got three to one odds. I on should that. have. Well, that was your fault. You bought. You. That's right. Down. I didn't, and I'm still up. And Duke's gonna win it all. So you're gonna go down two more cigar bets. How about that? <laughs> you like that? Mama's cooking. <laughs> I can't. I <laughs> can't. The words of the great Kwame Brown. I can't Brown. believe St. Peter's beat Purdue. I tried to tell you on the pick? show. I told you on the show, take St. Peter's money line. You just don't listen. Yeah, you told me a lot of other things. Too, That's okay. I love how Sean was getting his brains beat in in college basketball, but now he's During the regular season. Now he knows everything. I've been on fire now in the March he knows, Madness. He knows everything. I was distracted. Did you have Texas A&M tonight or Xavier? Yeah, okay. Let's go to break. Go Musketeers. That yeah. game was yesterday. No, that was tonight. Oh. X up, baby.